Did um, did anyone see that um, Popbitch posted uh, Boris Johnson's f- mobile phone number after did, they, yeah. they, in the newsletter after they found it at the bottom of a press release that he put out while he was yeah. an opposition MP in Henley 15 years ago, and it's the same yeah. number? Unfortunately, the BBC got on it before I could phone him up and shout cunt. Yeah, they dis- he's, he's, he's been disconnected now. Yeah, spoil sports. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it's quite remarkable that he's had the same number for fifteen years, um, and not changed it, despite being like foreign secretary and then prime minister. And also mm. that I didn't realise that anyone could have just rung him up and been asking for tax breaks. It wasn't just you know the rich and well connected. Was anybody with you know he'd spent five minutes on Google? Well, I suspect he wouldn't have done it if you weren't rich and well connected, because you wouldn't be able to offer him anything well, in return. Yeah, but he's quite stupid, and he probably would have yeah. assumed that the only reason that you had his phone number was because at some point he, you know, you'd done him a favour and he owed you. So, maybe I reckon you could blag it. Get so yourself we, a government contract. You, we used a new theme tune uh, in the previous episode, and Chris, I think you're a great ideas man, but the execution of that, I think, was not not brilliant. Well, That's it why just, I used it. It was just, you know... A th- Throwaway, throwaway attempt, wasn't it? Yeah. So I think we should go for a similar thing, but we should put all like space sound effects and reverb and stuff. And I don't mind. Like and Dan, I was going to say. Dan I, I can. I, no, I can. Edit, I can edit next week. Uh, so I can. I can do that. But then it would be something like um, E is for excitement. X is for excitement. P it's for, for planets, excitement. <laughs> A for asteroids. N for uh, well, no, S you... for space. E for excitement. We've covered this. <laughs> it's the Expanse Dungeons and Dragons role playing game from so... Dungeons and Dickheads from Two Star Podcasts. Space planets, asteroids, belters, man with a. Uh, Apostle man, he gave us a job. Space. So the big question is, does Dan remember what happened last week? Well, I was about to say, um, imagining it's the next day in Space World, mm. I would say to uh, Beaky, say Beaky, um, after we got in last night, I, I went and had a few had a few vinos with old um, Apostle Birch. So I can't remember anything that happened yesterday. It almost seems to me like it happened two weeks ago. So can you just remind well, no, me what happened? Just get me up to speed. We can't surely be saying that each episode is one day because that would mean that all we did in the previous day was went to a bar, or went to a nightclub <laughs> where you had some sausage and mash and we met a prostitute. Yeah. Uh, and we then almost had a fight, hit somebody, but the security man saved us. Then we went and bought a gun from a dodgy fella. Yes. At most, that took an hour. Yeah. So, so if un- you're saying last that was... week, we definitely can't. You definitely can't have just woken up because say the, I the say end beaky, of the last... beaky. I've just yeah. I've just woken up after my mid morning nap, <laughs> and I've forgotten <laughs> everything that happened earlier this morning. <laughs> It feels like it was two weeks ago. What happened? Have you, seen that, have you seen that film where Nicole Kidman's memory gets erased every time she goes to bed? <laughs> yes, actually. I, I think maybe that's what Chris, that's what Gideon's got. <laughs> yeah. We um, just he put so much coke I, up his nose I, um, in, uh, uh, in Eton that... 
Graham nicely summarised. Uh, yeah, I listened to it this afternoon. Um, so the, the at the end of last uh, session, you uh, had received a call from the head of security to say that the uh, head of the vector security detail who tried to duff you up uh, was available for uh, questioning, should you wish to do so. I mean, obviously we do. Yeah. We so, Jimmy, we, we'll need a car battery and some crocodile clips if we're going to do this properly. I think the problem is that space car batteries are designed to power whole spaceships, so we might explode if we did that. Well, then he'll definitely talk before we connect it, won't he? Okay. I mean, we can't just- fault his reasoning. <laughs> we could just settle for beating him up the old-fashioned way. Fuck's sake. We, def- we definitely want to... It's the personal touch. Graham, what's your character called again? Gary. Gary, yes. Gary, it's, it's the personal touch, Gary. The, the politics is, is a retail thing, not, not a... Uh... All right, you're the boss, you know best. So so you set the scene, Adam. Are we in like a... Well, so you were you were in the sort of the, the, the seedy concourse uh, of the station... <laughs> Uh, having and you, uh, you, you bought your guns and you went into a storeroom um, and kind of handed them out. Um, and then, after receiving the message from the head of security, you you make your way back up through the docks to uh, the ops area of the station, um, and you you once again buzz on the intercom for the the security office. Um, the head of security answers and kind of the door opens and he comes out and leads you down the corridor to another room and he says right so we've had a chat with uh, your friend and i mean his his side of the story is that uh, he and his uh, associates were off duty enjoying a few drinks in the bar uh, when the three of you uh, decided to start on them, uh, specifically uh, you, and he turns to Gideon, um, apparently uh, threw up over his shoes. <laughs> and I'm going to say, um, uh, guilty as charged. But uh... <laughs> yes. well, Luckily for you, we have security camera footage from the bar, and we can determine that, indeed, they did not. We're not sitting around quietly having a nice drink while off duty, although you did indeed throw up on their shoes. I started to feel unwell. Yes, I believe you had the uh, sausage and mash. It's yes. understandable. The space <laughs> a lot of people make that mistake. The space sausage and space mash. His um, earth stomach isn't, isn't <laughs> capable of dealing with our space sausages. <laughs> to be fair, most belters aren't capable of dealing with the space sausage. It's nasty stuff. Anyway, he was relatively cooperative until we got into the details of what exactly he was trying to stop you from investigating, at which point he went very quiet and has refused to say anything. Now, as I said, I can give you a few minutes to uh, have a conversation uh, with him, see if you can uh, jog his memory. Obviously, I will have to ask you to uh, leave any weapons that you have out here. I've only just got them. (laughs) <laughs> You'll get them back, but for reasons that should be obvious, I am not going to let you in there with guns or bullets or knives or any other weapon, because otherwise there is a reasonably good chance that one or all the four of you will be dead. 
and I will have to explain to Fred Johnson why there are multiple corpses in his interview room. Fine. Good. Seems giving you guys in trouble. <laughs> so he takes he takes your your guns off you and your knuckle dusters as well. Oh, and Gary's you, favourite. Gary, do you have an emergency knuckle duster stored up your ass? I can neither confirm nor deny. Okay. Um, he lets you into the room, and you you it, it's a it's a it's a reasonable sized room, you know, about sort of fifteen foot square. And there's a, a table in the middle, two chairs, and sitting in one of them is the the vet security head. Well man that was in charge anyway um and he's he's handcuffed to the chair so i think we should play good cop bad cop crazy cop okay and and i'm gonna i'm gonna say uh i think we should tickle this out of him and um (laughs) and start tickling him tickle 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 while my colleagues sit down on the chairs in front of him i'm going to go around and stand behind him with my both my hands firmly but gently placed on his shoulders okay i'm going to, do the opposite approach. So, I'm going to spin the chair around backwards like <laughs> oh nice yeah um and look really like sympathetic at him and understanding and you're going to say anything to him <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, so, so what's your name sir he just sits there stony faced staring at you I'm going to remove so you know, my best tickling feather from my jacket pocket. It's a you know, peacock feather. It is three and a half foot long. And I'm going to start from three and a half foot tickling his nose, just his nose. I'm, I'm, going, I'm, to going, to, I'm going to lean down and say in his ear, he asked you your name. I'm going to throw Gideon a quick baggie to distract him. Where did, hang on, where did you get drugs from? I'm assuming I have some emergency supplies for just situations such as this. <laughs> but I'm sure it's not very good. I'm not, but, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to, you know, pocket it, but obviously I'm just enjoying the tickling. Gambit has failed. Okay. <laughs> um, I get that you don't want to talk to us, but you see, you kind of have to. Um, you know, you're... Bosses pay you to be out on the streets and not sitting in a holding cell uh, while the UN negotiates with Fred Johnson about what to do with you. You know, you assaulted, credited diplomats for no particularly good reason, stupid enough to do it on camera, Um, and you were stupid enough to do it in connection with a very interesting and resonant crime. Um, So... It'll take a long time to sort out whether or not we're actually going to ship you back to Earth, stick you in a water tank for weeks, talk to you, interview you, do all that kind of stuff, and then eventually, when we think convince you told us everything, ship you back nine months later, by which time your ambitious young lieutenant will have taken your job, fucked your wife, and um, generally replaced your sorry ass in all of her life. You can tell us what we want to know now, and you can be out of here in 15 minutes. So I'll once again lean down and go, I think you should tell him. Right, so Dan, can you make a persuasion roll, please? I got an 11 plus communication. Three is fucking faulty again. (laughs) Your dice are faulty. You need to send them back. That is horseshit. Is your flat cursed? (laughs) 
Well, yes, obviously. I mean, well, yeah. 15 is like the most banal curse because it's not like actively bad. It's just very. No, one, but one day terrorists are going to come into your house and say, roll three dice. <laughs> if you get any number other than 14, we won't kill you. Um, well, that's okay, truly will be cursed. Yeah. So um, he, he, he looks at you and you're obviously kind of thinking through the possibilities here. And then he, he kind of he, he looks at you and says, look, you've got no jurisdiction here. Fred Johnson's not going to hand me over to the UN. And even if he did, I can't tell you anything. I'm going to shoot Jimmy a look that says, you know that bit in the dark night when Batman is interrogating the Joker and he just smashes his head into the table? I'll sort of nod towards his head and say, do you want me to do that? I'll sort of make a uh, not-quite-yet gesture. Sort of, uh, <sighs> See, um, I saw that um, I saw that look and I misinterpreted it. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'm going to uh, slap him as hard as I can. <laughs> Because I want to impress Gary, um, and I'm going right, to say, Gideon. I'm going to say, not just yet, Gideon. Look at you, look at you, shit. Just tell us, you bloody shit. Okay, Chris, uh, I need you to make a strength roll, uh, intimidation, if you have the focus. Which a you strength don't. roll, intimidation. Yeah. Um. Uh. Ten. Ten's pretty good, isn't Matt- it? The man just he just, he just looks at you and he's like, right. Okay, that, that well then I'm going to poke. I'm going to poke him in the eye with the 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 non tickling end of I, my gonna, my I, tickling my tickling feather. I'm going to bat the feather away. No, I've too late. Um, I poked him. I poked him quickly in the eye. You have, but he's I, he's. I think you both need to roll to see if Dan managed to intercept. <laughs> yeah, I think we should. Okay. Okay, uh, Dan, make a dexterity uh, sleight of hand if you've yes. got it. Roll, and Chris, make an opposed dexterity. Well, Dan doesn't like, need to roll because we know it's fourteen. No, it's fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the curse is lifted. Um. Oh, so it's only because I've got an extra plus one in dexterity for a reason I can't uh, remember. I scored. Um, I have scored sixteen. Amazingly, he does poke me in the eye. <laughs> yeah, Dan, Dan lunges to try and grab the feather, but you just kind of Gideon, sit down quick. and have something to liven you up. He we need uh, you to be focused for this. The, the man kind of like he, he recoils and winces, winces but yeah. it's like he, he, it's like I, I mean, like even Gideon knows that poking a man. In in the eye with the the non tickling end of a feather is a dick move, <laughs> <laughs> but he 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 wants he wants Gary's approval and he thinks Gary Gary wouldn't be <laughs> impressed with the the tactics used, but I think he would be impressed with the the savagery. Yeah, I broadly approve of this. <laughs> I'm going to take my hands off the man's shoulders for long enough to crack my knuckles right next to his head. Okay. Graham, can you make a strength with intimidation if you've got it? Roll. Oh, hang on, I've got the uh, the dice's dice simulator. Dice. Is your voice activated? You just shout <laughs> dice. That, that was my dice. Uh, I got. No, that's not very good. I got fourteen, including my modifier. Okay, that's 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 fine. Um, so he. Um, he, he kind of Dan's he, curse has transferred to me. Yeah, 
he he kind of winces slightly as you crack your knuckles and he kind of his his eyes still twitching a bit from the feather. He says, Okay, look, look, please just no more poking in the eyes. Okay, I'll I'll <laughs> You found his weakness. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll so uh, in some I'm fucked. So we we hired to escort two scientists off the station, uh, Dr. Anna Bragenholm and uh, Dr. Matteo Seri, intercept them, escort them to uh, the, the hazard and make sure that they were on board when it left. And also they wanted us to uh to, to pick up some random belters, like nobody's uh drifters, whatever, didn't matter, people that wouldn't be noticed if they went missing. Um half a dozen that went on the ship at the same time as as Dr. Seri. And and the same when Dr. Bragenholm went uh a few months ago. He's like, talking about that Prozzy's boyfriend. Yeah. So did they go willingly? The, the the doctors, not obviously not the doctors, but I mean, we we there was no, we didn't have to, you know, manhandle them too much. We just made it clear that they didn't have a choice in in okay. coming with us. But no, I mean, they, you know, we we didn't hurt them. No, no, but not neither of them were coming along with a nicely packed suitcase saying, "I'm so happy to see you." It was no, no. I mean, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. This was not a, this was not a vector gig. This was. Totally freelance, off the books. We never met the guy that hired us. We just got got told what to do, got sent the money. And do you do a lot of off the books work? I mean, God, he's flirting with him now. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, we get a lot of downtime when you know well, the Pope Sanchez ships aren't here. I just want to know if someone in, it might have been someone in Victor who was hiring you because they knew you were looking for work, or if you do enough work anyway that it could be anyone. Could Honestly, be anyone. I, I, I don't know. I don't know who it was. And who yeah, hired you to look after us? Same guy or girl, I don't know. Same contact. We we got sent the message, told that someone from the UN was snooping around, asking about the scientists, mm-hmm. and they wanted them scared off. We need you to set up a meet with your contact. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. Like, we always get the, the we just get sent messages. Like, we never meet them in person. As far as I know, they're not even on Tyco. Um, I mean, they could be anywhere. You know, this stuff is is all done anonymously. Mm. Uh, I mean, look, the, 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 the hazards back on the station, what, like today, tomorrow, something like that? Ask them. A vector handling... Well, do the hazard have a security detail at the dock? A vector handling that? Uh, I mean, normally, yeah, we we'd meet them at the dock, and if they have any requirements while they're here, we deal with them. But I mean, for for something like the hazard, it's mostly doing mail runs. There's not a particularly high security gig. You know, they're not carrying particularly valuable cargo. Could we perhaps persuade you to do some other work that day? I'm sure I have some interesting things that I could ask you to do. He is, sure? He's definitely we, flirting, We can't isn't trust he? this fuck. He really is, this really is flirting yeah. with him. Boss, we no, can't no, trust I, him. I just don't want him... I want, I want to meet the, 
the hazard when it comes in. And I'd prefer not to have El Chapo here um, and his boys around when we do. Jimmy so is something. dodgy. He's going to fuck us. Well, maybe. But that's what we've got our new, new tools for. Look, mate, I, I, I'm in enough shit with station security as mm. it is. The last thing I want is Fred Johnson on our ass for the rest of the time we're here. You know, I'll, I'll be cycling off Tycho in like a month's time. And if you want me out of the way when the hazard shows up, I'll be out of the way. Great. Perfect. Thank That's you. That's right, buddy. Unless you want to see Mr. Tickle again. Where the fuck did you even get a feather? I've always got one. <laughs> He's an earther. They just happen to be around. I come prepared. He plays, with, he plays hob with the air filtration, but he likes it. So what are you going to do? Fucking inners. <laughs> like, can you like just fuck off and leave me in peace now? I'm going to give his nose one last little flirty tickle. <laughs> I'm going to lean down and say, I don't like your attitude. I think you need to say sorry to my friend Jimmy. He was mostly rude to me, wasn't he? Which one's Jimmy? Which one's fucking Jimmy? That one's fucking Jimmy, isn't he? You need to say, I'm very, very sorry I attacked you. (laughs) I'm not apologising for doing my job. Hit him, Gary. Hit him. I will now strike him in the back of the head and say, you fucking will apologise. If I apologise, if I apologise, will you fuck off and leave me alone? Yes. I'll fuck off and leave you alone if you apologise in a woman's voice. (laughs) Say to him in your prettiest voice that you're very fucking sorry. While Gary makes him do stupid things. I'm not putting on a woman's voice to apologise to your boss. Gideon, give him the feather. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to poke him in the other eye with the feather. (laughs) Oh, nice. At this point, the the door opens and the security chief comes in. I lift my hands off and go, I won't do anything, I won't do nothing. It's like... I think you guys have got everything that you need and I think it's time that uh, I have a a little chat here with your friend and we see him on his way. I'm sure you have uh, a lot of matters to attend to. Yeah. Can I I just sort of nod him over for a a quick chat? Yeah, yeah. Like, he'll... he'll, Like, wait, if if Gideon and Gary, like, leave and then the two of you will will just kind of hang back at the door after you've gone out. Just before I leave, I'm just going to lean in and say to the security guy, that guy said you're a cunt. <laughs> um, yeah, we'd like him, we'd like Vector not to be anywhere near the hazard when it docks. He said he wouldn't, but if you guys could keep an eye on him, he's agreed to do it. Well, I don't want him to fuck us. Don't go out of your way, obviously, but if he doesn't... Well, I'll have to speak to, to Fred about it. Like, I don't- normally... Normally, we're not allowed to interfere with the private security operations. I'm not asking you to interfere. Just, just hang on a second. And he just kind of he pops into his office, and he's about two minutes, and he comes back out again and says, um, "Mr. Johnson would like to have a word with you. I think he'd uh, he'd be quite interested in in what you found, and he's the only one that can really authorize us to interfere with the private security operations." He's in his office now. I'm very happy to talk to Fred. Um, but we're not asking you to interfere. We're just asking you to let us know if they look like they're going to renege on what they agreed. But we'll talk to Fred about it. Don't worry. 
So we're going to meet the Mr. Johnson. Mm-hmm. What an honour. So I'm going to say to Jimmy, who the fuck's this guy Johnson? He runs this place. Uh, big cheese, eh? The Grand Fromage. Mm, fancy flapjack. Yes. So, um, so... So be polite, both of you. Okay. We can't have a diplomatic incident if, uh, Gideon, if there was rumours of someone of your sonority and Fred's sonority not getting along. So then, so I'm thinking, oh, well, oh. it'd be really embarrassing if if Fred Johnson found these two bags of drugs that Dan has, uh, that, that, that Beaky has thrown in my direction on me. He magically found from somewhere. So, so in order to avoid that, I'm going to eat them both now. Don't know what they are, but both of them in full. So what were they, Dan? I'm hoping they're mostly chalk dust. <laughs> okay. I've no idea. I assumed I had a baggie of something lying around because I'm a corrupt politician. But <laughs> just an automatic assumption. Okay, so is there a way out of finding and... out what what it is? I've just just um just necked. Surely he has to roll and just guess Hiding one evidence. condition at random. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad way to do it, actually. I'm so, so, uh, you know, rather than necking it. Let me. Uh, let me I'm thinking uh, that dying or free falling are most likely <laughs> outcomes. I mean, that's that's the only likely condition. So, Chris, uh, can you raging on. erection? It's, it's just ground up uh, blue pills. Can you roll two d six for me and tell me the result? Uh, seven. Oh dear. Uh, you are hindered. So, in what way? Uh, basic. Uh, basically, um, yeah, your um, your your speed is halved, and you can't run or or charge. So you're basically just kind of staggering a bit. Okay, okay. C- can we have this as I've basically fed fed him ground up Viagra, and he's just got a massive bonus. So he can't really walk that fast. So, well, no, they didn't. It didn't say. It didn't say that, did no, it? You can, the dice didn't say Chris, that. Chris. Chris can determine the the precise nature of his condition, but nonetheless, he is uh, somewhat imp- is impeded movement wise. So okay, that's fine. So essentially, whatever it was, it fucked you up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm I'm two or three paces behind, trying to keep up. Yeah. Now, like you're 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 mentally fine, but you're physically. I wouldn't fine. say I was mentally fine. Well, okay, you're <laughs> men- mentally as you were previously. Right. But <laughs> it's fucked. Okay. Um, so you uh, you make your way up to Fred Johnson's office. Oh, stairs. No, well, no, no. It's oh. Elevators. You don't have stairs in space. It's a terrible idea because the orientation isn't guaranteed. So space lift. It's right. problematic. So anyway, you, you make your way up there um, to his office and buzz the intercom um, and he he lets you in. And it's it's a big office, bigger than the security office. Um, and there's quite a quite a big, impressive desk at, at one end that he's sitting behind. And I mean, it's not the office isn't like overly sort of ostentatious, but like it's clearly, you know, designed to to kind of show off his importance. And as you as you come in, he he stands up and he's like he's a he's a very like large man, not fat, just big, but very imposing. But he so, um, so yeah. just before we get to with it sort of within interaction range with him i'm just going to say james what's the play here because you were trying to get off with that last guy and i thought i was meant to hit him (laughs) (laughs) we're just going to update mr johnson about what's going on as a courtesy okay Um, when you say when you say update what do you mean is that a euthanism is that one of your euthanisms beaky 
I'm shouting because I'm well behind. <laughs> the, just, just reference by the way, the security chief said that once you'd returned from Fred's you office, he would return your weapon pregnant. to you. Um, yeah, the security guard said that once you'd returned from Fred's office, yeah. he would give you your weapons back. Okay, so that's probably a good thing. So he, he stands up and says, uh, please come in, sit down. Good morning, Mr. Johnson. Oh, good it is. Cycle, Mr. Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can I introduce Gideon, um, the leader Not in the room yet. He's still, well, you, you're, still, you're just at the door at this point. You're sort of in the doorway yeah. as Dan and, Dan and Graham are sitting down. Yeah. Um, the leader of our, our small delegation for, from the UN. Um, obviously, you're well aware that we are here investigating disappearance of uh, scientists working on uh, the magnificent Mormon vessel that you're building for them. So we weren't sure that this was going to come to your level, but um, I gather your security team have updated you a bit about what we found and you wanted to chat. So we're obviously very happy to cooperate. Fantastic sucking up there, by the way. So he he kind of, he, he waits very patiently for Gideon to make his way to the chairs. I am sweating something chronic now. <laughs> and to sit down before yeah. he takes a seat. <sighs> and, as, well, if I'm honest, I didn't actually realise that you were investigating the disappearance of the scientists um, until yesterday. I knew that the Mormons had misplaced some of their uh, their experts, but mm. they... Um, they hadn't mentioned that they had engaged outside help to track them down. Won't take it personally. But I am concerned about people being kidnapped from my station, mm. um, as you might imagine. Now, speaking to the my head of security, I understand that you believe that they were abducted and that the vessel that they were placed on is returning to the station tomorrow. That's correct. It was called the Eden Hazard. Actually cool. He doesn't correct you. <laughs> Just helping. Um, um, he, do- he doesn't correct you. Um, he says, well, obviously, I would like to get to the bottom of this as much as you. Mm. When the ship docks tomorrow, I will have a security detail search the vessel. If you would like to speak with the crew, you are quite welcome to. They won't be permitted to leave the station until they have suitably answered questions as to what they were doing. Uh, it is entirely possible they were unaware of the nature of the passengers that they were transporting, but that seems unlikely. Yeah. I, mm, have you was, been able to ascertain anything about their destination? Not really. Um, we, we're fairly certain that they they didn't follow the usual uh, post office route. So we assumed there was a drop-off or a, a meeting of another ship somewhere along the way beyond that speculation. Um, yeah, we. it's possible, I suppose, that they were unaware of, um, the crew were unaware of the nature of the, the voyage, as it were. Um, from what we gather, from what we've seen from the security goon that we interviewed and the, the footage, uh, it wasn't a, a black bag job. People were persuaded that they should get on the ship without being obviously kidnapped. But it does look very much like they were kidnapped. Which I like was the idea that they would like, literally just like standing there on the docks with a black <laughs> sack over their shoulder. I mean, uh, it's, it's Tyco. <laughs> probably best not to say that. So he, he kind of thinks for a minute and then he says, okay, well, I want to know what happened to these scientists. Mm. I want to know who 
has been arranging for people to disappear from my station. Yeah, that's the part that troubles me. We'd assumed that it was someone being crashingly unsubtle and uh, working directly through Vector, but it appears to have been off the books. Are you going to mention the belters? Uh, not specifically. I'm going to look at Jimmy sort of to try and convey the message about them people that space prosy was talking about. Oh, yes. Um, thank you, Harry. Um, so it wasn't just the scientists. Um, there were some seemingly random uh, inhabitants of the station who were taken as well. Some belters from my homeland. I'm very much enjoying this accent tour de force that you It is, isn't it? Sorry, let me just go grab the case, screaming for no readily apparent reason. Where's my scratching post gone? Mm. So, yeah, Fred. Yes, the the, the people that did all the varnishing. (laughs) Did Dan just walk off in character? (laughs) I think so. That's that's quite bold, isn't it? (laughs) No, Fosbon here. She walked off and returned with a cat. That's a that's actually uh, a space especially, cat, especially in yeah, especially in deep space, just to somehow materialize a cat. Yes. Um, yeah. So, so Fred, obviously concerned by this, and oh, well, this is the first I've heard of any missing belters. Obviously, that's even more concerning if it's not just a couple of high-profile scientists, but if they're kidnapping random station residents as well okay so when the ship docks tomorrow we will uh, impound it and uh, investigate as i said you're you're more than welcome to uh, interrogate the the crew and i'm gonna just just look at gary and just just open my jacket slightly to reveal the end of my feather and wink and i'll <laughs> i'll just <shut> head <laughs> yeah Anything that you uh, find out, please uh, let me know. If you pass the information to my head of security, he'll make sure that it uh, gets to me. Yeah, that's fine. We can do that. And he's going to stand and make it quite clear that you should leave his office now. Yeah, um, I will. I'm assuming he's not offering a handshake. He is not. No, we will. Um, I'll wander off. We'll gently escort Gideon and perhaps discreetly. Oh, I just sat down. I'm sorry, affairs of state, old boy. Just all uh, my gum back. We're going to get it. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> you uh, you walk and or hobble your way out of Fred's office and is there, back, um, back. Is there such a thing as a space wheelchair, <laughs> or perhaps a space mobility scooter? I will Gary, give him a pig put back. my arm around Gideon's shoulder and sort of give him a. Not drag him, but sort of yeah. assist him. Assist, yeah, yeah, assistance. And I'll say to him, "That's exactly move." The first time I met you, I thought you were right, Ponce. <laughs> but that trick with the feather, you stone cold motherfucker. <laughs> Respect, fella. That's really going to perk me up. I'm going to try my best not to hobble behind now. Um, don't, so you, don't be you sick head- on my shoes. <laughs> I try my best not to be sick on your security. shoes. And you, uh, you, you get your your weapons back from the the chief of security, and he says, <clears throat> "I've um, I've checked with ops. The uh, the hazard's due back in in six hours. I trust your meeting with Mister Johnson was fruitful." Yep, thank you. Um, and he he kind of waves you on your way and 
returns to his office. I'm going to check my gun, uh, do the old all that, give it a little kiss, say, yeah. I missed, missed you, Gloria. I'm going to check there aren't any like Tuck her back in my pants. No, no, it's all like, nothing. Nothing untoward has been done. Like they're they're as you and they're as bad as they were when you left them. So I'm going to put my put my gun in my non feather pocket because you don't want feather strands no. damaging a firearm. Even Gideon knows that. Like you don't want to accidentally pull the wrong weapon. <laughs> you could attach the feather like a bayonet. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, but which yeah, way um, round? Pointy end out or pointy end out, obviously. Okay. Well you'd have a, a quick release mechanism so you could switch it depending on the situation. Okay. Yeah. So you know, like gun boat non lethal um, diplomacy. <laughs> you could have gun feather diplomacy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well Okay. Okay, chaps. What are we doing now? Well, said this, about six this, hours. He said this uh, Ebenezer good. It's coming back in six hours. What are we going to do? I think there's a, uh, a grieving widow that you might want to introduce yourself to, Beaky. Um, I don't think that the man is dead yet. And also... Well, I, um, you know, who knows? Not, not with I'm that attitude. i crack my knuckles and say, you say the word, boss. <laughs> if we could find him to do that, that would be wonderful. But he's on that ship, or was on that ship. Um, Go find that space prosy. I don't want a space prostitute, thank you. It's... Well, we 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 might want to interview the family, and and you know we what? Might... Do you know what scientists have in their houses? Lovely big sofas to sit on. Would and you don't like forget you you do have you do have like fairly comfortable quarters, and they were the quarters that you've been given by the Mormons are likely to be more comfortable than anything that the scientists were living in well shall we our dungeon, our dungeon master down. doesn't seem bothered about us speaking to his family so <laughs> i'm guessing we don't need to bother shall we wait six hours if you want to just uh, if you just want to have a sleep maybe recover your uh your hobbled status yeah okay and um so there is there is specifically a thing about like downtime, um, which I will uh, <laughs> dig out. Um, I'm going to so practice uh, spinning my gun around my finger and draw, just putting it into my pants like a cowboy. Please tell me that thing is unloaded. I'm putting what into your pants, sorry? His I'm going to, with these six hours, I'm going to uh, use them well and polish my helmet, <laughs> which is a funny maybe joke. Could, um, maybe we could have like the... I mean, this is sort of the break between acts. We could do some character development here and just talk amongst ourselves and oh, do yeah. some exposition on our backstory. Yeah, why not? We'd have to do some improv. Yeah, that sounds good to me. So we, I, I'll lead them. I'll lead. I'll lead them back to our quarters. What, what the Mormons gave us. We don't go back to this shit because that prick Jevons there. That's fair enough. So I'll, I'll kick my shoes off. I'll sit down in a big armchair. I think we're doing. I think we're doing pretty well here, Jimmy. Well, I hope so. We may have uh, need of your very specific talents with this, uh, this crew that's coming in. Can't lie, mate. My knuckles are getting itchy. Yes, I can imagine. Did, did they give you your knuckles? Have you, have you seen a doctor about that? 
Oh, yeah. I gave it back. I'm going to give it a little kiss. <laughs> Excellent. It, it did do good work on the, on the gentleman we talked to. You should let me rough him up a bit more. But Gideon oh. pulling out that feather, that's a pure psycho move. He never saw that coming. I don't. I suspect he's probably never seen a feather before. He's probably never seen anything coming now. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. It's, uh, it suddenly seemed seemed to push him over the edge. Understandable. Yes. Um, so why did why the UN pick you then, Jimmy? Ah, uh, because I'm a charming, affable sort, and I happen to know the right people, and I happen to know some things about the right people. I'm going to lift my. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to lift my glass of non-alcoholic drink to him and go. Cheers to that, boss. Thank you. I'm going to lift my glass of decidedly alcoholic. Whatever. I'm only going to have one or two. Two. Um, <laughs> yes. You know, six hours. That's fine. I can have, I can have a couple of space whiskeys. I'm a you know a sociable chap. So I'm going to drink a whole bottle of space cognac. <laughs> oh, do, we, do we need to roll for what that does to me, Adam? Can um, I discreetly wrestle the space cognac off him once he's got to the sleepy stage? No, no, you can't. I'm very dexterous. <laughs> so um, I'm, going to, I'm going to look longingly at the space cognac, <laughs> but not drink any. Okay. Oh, I'm I'm looking forward to when Gary breaks. Don't <laughs> <laughs> well, Gary. There'll be plenty of time for this on the journey home. So, um, Chris, you are now prone. Prone. Oh, yes. what does that mean? Uh, you are lying on the ground. <laughs> okay. You can, only move by, you, you can only move by crawling. Right. <laughs> and uh, and you you have to specifically take an action to stand up. Um, but on the plus side, ranged attacks against you have a minus one modifier because you're harder to hit. I mean, surely a, a condition of blinded should be applied <laughs> given this cognac. So, um, no, he's, he's built on quite a resistance at this point. I'm just, I'm just kind of having a nice time lying on the the hearth rug, basically. Mm. Yeah. So, what's your story, Gideon? Why'd they pick you for this mission? Well, um, uh, Beaky suggested I come along to keep him company, and it sounded like a jolly good laugh. I find being yeah. a politician very boring. Ah, so you're one of them uh, geezers what wants me to vote for him and all that, are you? Uh, I don't care whether you vote for me or not. I'll get in anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, I lost interest in all that since uh, Space Corbin didn't get in. I thought that guy sorts <laughs> a lot of sense. Exactly. Works out very nicely for us, Gary. Space Corbin was very useful. His brother's a fucking nut job. <laughs> yeah. Being in favour of being out in space without helmets is just not a life-enhancing um, strategy. Well, whilst we're um, whilst we're getting to know each other, I've always wondered, Gary, how you ended up working for old Beaky. Well, You're not uh, the normal person he likes to employ. Uh, less bosoms than the usual ones, eh, Beaky? <laughs> Well, well, yes, but sometimes you can't have everything. Funny story that uh, old Jimmy got himself in in some spot of bother with uh, a couple of young ladies with those bosoms you were talking about, <laughs> and uh, those specific ones. <laughs> he was. I met him in a nightclub on Earth. Uh, it was uh, Harper's. 
in uh, Space Guildford. <laughs> and uh, these uh, these two young men were uh, squaring up to him after he'd had a go on these uh, these bosoms. <laughs> mm, I remember them fondly. Now, and, uh, Gary, I- this is important for my understanding. Were these Earth bosoms or space bosoms? Uh, one of each. One of each. <laughs> on on each lady. I'm very open-minded. <laughs> and uh, I thought I, I thought to myself, two fellas on one fella. That's not cricket. And it wasn't. It was a fight. So I was right <laughs> there. So I uh, I don't know. I saw something. It's a little spark behind Jimmy's eyes. And I thought he's got a lot of cash. So I stood up <laughs> and I fucked up these two geezers. And we got chucked out of the nightclub. Yeah. And then uh, while we were running, I said, you get yourself in some right old scrapes, don't you, Sunshine? What's your name? <laughs> and he said, Jimmy Fortescue Smythe, whatever the fuck his name is. And I said, oh, I've heard of you. I've heard about you on, on the Space News. <laughs> yes, I reckon you could that. do with some protection, but, bruv. And he, and he said... Oh, well, yes, that does sound rather splendid. I could have some protection. What was your name? I said, Gary. And he said, oh, Gary what? And I said, just Gary. I've always wondered if that is your actual name. I've assumed not. Again, I look at the bottle of cognac <laughs> and I say, it's just Gary. Uh, and then, yeah, he, uh, he employed me to do a couple of jobs for him, rough up some of these uh, people hanging around Parliament. And uh, we went from there. We've uh, we've been working together in a few years now, haven't we? Good old yeah. Jimmy, he's, he's seen me right. And I've yeah. uh, I've beaten up a few cunts for him. Discreetly, of course. And not so discreetly. Well, yes, sometimes. Just sometimes, you, sometimes, Gideon, you got to make a lot of noise so the other mm-hmm. fucks sit up and listen. And sometimes yeah. the feather is best. I, I Where do you get that? Because I need to get myself a feather like that. It was from uh, Grandad's Peacock. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Not a space peacock. No, <laughs> I've seen a space peacock. They don't have any feathers. I'm now fascinated to know what space peacock is euphemism for. Imagine what a South African space peacock is. <laughs> a South African space peacock is uh, a pigeon <laughs> with some crepe paper sellotape to it in space. <laughs> just just floating in the void yeah i really liked uh, oh. i really liked uh, gary's backstory i think if you put a backing track on that you you could have another hit for the streets yeah maybe well i, f- so, I figure it's um it's more like the train spotting theme you know it would lead into a, a techno number hmm. well i'm happy right, for yeah. you to both do a, do a mix and we can uh so we can see which one we like best. Right, I'm going to very quickly grab myself a drink, and then we will uh, continue with the uh, plot. Intermission music. We could we could use this time to improve the the theme tune, couldn't we? Uh, I, well, because I I do I do like your thought that it should actually spell things properly, because um, yeah. I think education is very important. Yeah, and spelling. And spelling. Yeah. A, B, and so forth. Yeah. M and L O. Yeah. So I, I think, but I do like the disco 
rhythm. I hate it. So I don't know if we could keep going. E X P A N C E E X P A N C E S E. Oh, what's what's C E? Church of England. This doesn't mean anything. Oh yeah, there's no. It's not like defense. It's not like well, defense. Well, this exactly proves my point that it's you should spell it out properly so that That's people why we don't need to spell it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, e x p a n s e e x p a n s e e. It's exciting. X it is sexy. P there are planets. A and androids. N. What about? Uh, there was a man who had a dog, and Expanse was his name. E X P A N S E. Does quite work. Okay, so um, after six hours of um, attempting to find ways of singing the word Expanse um, and a lot of drinking, have I have you, I sobered up? You emerge from your your room. Um, I, I'm going to kick him into sobriety. Yeah, you are. You are. <laughs> awake and you know cognizant of what is happening and you make your way down uh, towards the docks and on your way there you get a message from the head of security who informs you that the Azad has reached Tycho station and will be docking in bay 17 um, and space the, docking at bay yes. 17 and that a uh, security detail will meet you there now, as as boring as Jevon is, I think we should have him with us to help us nope. do the searching. Nope. Nope. Not having Jevon anywhere near this. <laughs> All right. It's very much up to you as a that party. Jevon comes, I stay on the ship. <laughs> um, All right. No Jevon. Well, I'd rather have my good friend Gary than boring old Jevon. So that's settled. So well, tell Jevon um, to have the spaceship vaguely patrolling outside. He's not driving my spaceship. He can sit there parked and he can keep an eye out for scallies. Space scallies. Fine. Gary, so, can you can you do the dialect for space scallies? <laughs> You're very good no. at blending in. Eh, uh, mister, do you want me to look after your spaceship? <laughs> that might be getting edited out. <laughs> yeah. So you make your way down to the docks um, and you find yourself in Bay 17. There's a, a small group of security guards, a half a dozen, and including the, the chief security. No sign of uh, any of the guys from Vector who you encountered earlier in the day, or I guess technically yesterday. It's, it's about it's about sort of three in the morning, like it's, uh, you know. Yeah. And you, you wait for the ship to dock. Um, when it does, the first person through the airlock uh, is the pilot, and they complete the docking forms as expected, and then they kind of look and realise that there's a large contingent of security personnel who are not Vector standing around, um, and three slightly out of place looking mm. people. I'm going to wave. It's nice. To and wave. the head of security approaches uh, and says, "Afraid uh, we're going to." Wasn't the head of security Scottish? No. Oh no! Improvisations oh, no. about saying yes. I, yeah, yeah. I, I remember him being Scottish. I remember yeah. him being Scottish. Yeah, I'm sure it was a Scottish that's, that's, accent he had, yeah. Adam. Unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately yeah. I, I can't even attempt the, um, a plausible the pilot, Scottish accent. So. I've, I've picked up, he is actually space French. Yeah. 
She. She. Oh, she's space French. And Mademoiselle. Hmm. No. <laughs> not, <clears throat> not even going to try it because it will be a disaster. Mm. So, yeah, the, the head of security approaches her and says that, unfortunately, due to circumstances that will shortly be disclosed, they're going to have to impound the ship and that she and the rest of the crew uh, need to make themselves available to answer some questions about the matters at hand and that she needs to provide a, a crew roster um, for their... Yeah. So she... Can we have their flight logs as well, please? Come to that. So she, she's obviously not particularly happy about this, but she, she kind of hands over the, the crew the crew manifest and is gives the her address that she'll the essentially the the hotel that she'll be staying at while she's on the station and she's allowed to leave and then kind of slowly other people start coming off the ship there's um co-pilot who makes way off and then a uh, guy in a vector security uniform yeah. he disembarks and each of them give their information to the head of security as to where they're going to be. And they're allowed off. And then kind of about another dozen crew disembark. And then the the station um, dock workers start coming on and they, they start unloading cargo and other bits and pieces. And the, the head of security kind of addresses you, um, Dan, and says, right, we have the details for all of the the senior crew um, and for the vet security representative who was on board. Uh, you can obviously speak to them uh, as and when you wish. Uh, if you want to uh, take a look at the ship, you can do that now. Uh, there's nobody on board other than dock personnel. You're welcome to look around, investigate as you can. Please try not to interfere with things too much. Uh, whatever happens here, we I still know. have to justify any loss or damage to the Pope Sanchez Corporation, and they will doubtless prevent, present us with a large bill if anything is damaged or missing. You don't need That's to worry fine. about that, old bean, because I am an expert at spaceships, so I can probably improve it by rummaging around in the old circuitry. So at this point, you've basically got two options, or three options. You can either search the ship, um, or you can go and interrogate the crew, pilot, co-pilot, vet security man. Well, um, it's up to you. I, mm, I you noticed. Know, I'm sure Beaky noticed that the pilot was uh, female persuasion. And um, what, what do you think about that, Beaky? Has that changed your priorities? Um. Well, I do like to save the best till last, so um, perhaps shall we search the ship and then um, conduct some interrogations when we know as much as possible about our um, potential helpful friends? Um, all right. Also, we've just done an interrogation, so let's search a ship. Yeah, okay. Uh, Solid. Here's a jolly good idea. Why don't we get Jebend to look through the personnel? See if he nope. can find anything interesting nope. on the um, space nope. database. I'll do, no, I'll look. <laughs> okay. But Gary, Gary, you can't look. read. <laughs> Don't matter. I'm not having that fucking prick Jevon doing stuff. <laughs> 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 
What is okay. it with you and Jebben? Why do you hate him oh, so much? Fucking, I'm not getting to that now. <laughs> but you can fuck off. Possibly by cheating, but Gary could figure out how we did it. Nothing, Gary, nothing. Yeah, that's what I thought. Just saying that Jevon. Come on, let's look for some fucking clues. Right. Hire some individuals. Okay, let's okay. look for clues. How do we look for clues? This is it a big spaceship? Can we roll uh, for clues? Yeah, it's a, it's a freighter. So it's it's a small freighter, but it's a freighter. So it's fairly large, but a lot of it is is cargo space. Use, so use your words to paint us a picture. Cargo noodle. What are we seeing? Car- cargo noodle. Cargo noodle. That's what I'm going to say. So most of, most of the ship is cargo space. Uh, because it's the efficient way to do it. So the actual crew decks are fairly small. There is as you as you walk through the ship, you kind of come straight through into what is effectively the the bridge. There's the flight couches, pilot navigation. Um, no weapons to speak of because it's a cargo vessel, and then downstairs, effectively. From the command deck, there are a number of rooms. They're small. They're kind of like um, you remember the like when EasyJet did started doing hotel rooms. And they were basically like a bed. Like the room was like the site, the length of the bed, and, oh. or, or like a lot of student box rooms where like there's a bed and a bedside table and the door opens and that's about it. Like they're Which not exactly home. They're not exactly spacious. Uh, this is about luxurious. Can't believe these cunts live like kings. It's about a dozen rooms of that size, and then there's a slightly, two slightly larger rooms, which appear to be for the pilot and co-pilot, and then another room that's kind of halfway between, which appears to be belong to the vector security representative. Oh. <laughs> I see those beds and thinking they look comfy. Tell you what, Gideon, they do, do not look to... comfy. <laughs> do you want to search the beds? Because obviously, people very frequently um, stash stuff under their mattresses and, and things like that. Ooh, um, a mattress. Wow, one of the fancy rooms then. Well, whatever the vague padded bench equivalent of mattress is. I know um, your game, old pervy BQ. You just want to be looking through their underwear drawers. <laughs> I will be doing that later down on adequate time to uh, conduct okay, the so If you wanna if you wanna search the if you wanna search all the all of the, I the bedrooms search the bedrooms for clues. I would like I would like Gary and Giddings to do the searching. I want to go at the flight computer with my engineering skills. Um and Okay. Uh, so um first of all, Gary and Gideon form a thorough search of uh, all the uh, rooms. Yeah. With the exception of the pilot, co-pilot, and security man's uh, quarters, all of the rooms are like spotlessly clean. Like they are, they are immaculate. There is, there is nothing in any of them apart from like the the basic fixtures and fittings. Mm. Is this normal like freighter that's basically an, a large organized lump of rust? Yeah, I mean, I don't. When I say they're spotlessly clean, I don't mean they're like shiny new metal. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. Like, I mean, like they are. They're they're still a bit shit because they're in a like a you know scrap. But they are. They're like immaculately clean. Like there's no no nothing. There's no trace that people have been even in these rooms. Suspiciously clean. I mean, yes. Mm. Um, 
but there's no no sign of uh, that anyone other than the crew have been on this ship recently. For Dan, I need you to make an intelligence, uh, either technology or I will allow engineering if you can wangle it, or navigation or something else in that vein. Uh, engineering. Uh, roll, please. Roll the 14. <laughs> 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 I don't need you don't even need to roll we'll just assume a 14 from now on okay so yeah you you access the, the the flight computer and it's not particularly well secured I mean it is ostensibly secured but the password is one two three four five and so it's just on my luggage and so you are able to access their flight records and you can see quite clearly that they have the, the most recent journey is from Vesta back to Tycho, in which they took the, the expected and direct route. However, on their previous route outbound from Tycho, they took a detour of approximately <clears throat> 24 hours, mm-hmm. which took them out to a former mining asteroid uh, called, right. called Herculina, yeah. where they docked very briefly for about half an hour and then returned on their way. Uh, you also find uh, docking codes for uh, Herculina, uh, for the port of Herculina, which they foolishly left in the system. Cool. So you said, with the exception of those three bigger rooms, yeah. what did we find there? Just mess? Yeah, so I mean, they, they're well lived in. Like you can tell that outside of occasional stopovers at stations, this is basically where the pilot and co-pilot live. The security officer's room is tidier, and it's not clear whether it's always the same person that's on board or whether they cycle and off. But there's a few kind of personal belongings, but nothing kind of permanent, no permanent fixtures, and it's it's kind of. As as tidy as you'd expect a you know security personnel to keep their their room. I'm but there's to... no like there's nothing there's not like a pin board with a note up on it saying to do kidnap yeah. belters. Yeah, I'm going to search for either weapons or something that I could use as a weapon. Okay, uh, so make a perception roll with whatever particular modifiers you think you could get away with. Oh dear, nine. Okay. You you give a thorough search of the rooms, but unfortunately you can't find anything that could reasonably be used as a weapon, uh, certainly not any more effectively than the knuckle dusters that you already have. I thought we're allowed to gun. search for... Any massive gun. We're allowed to search for specific things. If you have a specific thing, I'd like to, to specifically search for. search for any kind of drugs, please. <laughs> okay. Can you make a perception roll uh, with some whatever modifier you think, if you have a focus? Well, I've got perception too, and I've got intuition yeah. as a focus. So I would be um, able to, I would know where, where people would hide their drugs on spaceships. Please, okay. awesome. yeah, I'll, I'll let you, yeah, I'll let you do it. I'll let you roll. Give me extra fine. points. Gives you one extra, uh, gives you two extra. On the roll, having the oh, well, I've already got perception as a two. Yeah, yeah. So percept, yeah. So before, because you get an extra two four. for a, a, for a valid focus. Wow. Well, Tweet I didn't roll, roll very well, so I got fourteen. 
<laughs> okay. So you, the, the cursed number strikes again as you search around the cabins. And in the this episode of Dungeons and Dickheads is brought to you by the number fourteen. Yep. <laughs> you search um, through the, the the co-pilot's cabin, and you don't find anything initially. But then you kind of you you have a think, and you go back to the the small uh, desk that's in his room, and you 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 pull out one of the drawers and kind of feel around underneath inside the drawer, and you you kind of pull out a small package of what appears to be, you think, probably cocaine? Could be... <gasps> Space cocaine. <laughs> could be pretty much any... Also could be pretty much any synthetic that's been ground up. It's difficult to tell uh, without opening it up, which is not a good idea in microgravity because <laughs> it tends to... Well... <laughs> I think Gideon can fly so, around like a hoover. So here's the thing. You... Is you that- I would really like to try that straight away. Well, it would be... I mean, if you really want to, you can, but it would be preferable to wait until you're somewhere with slightly better gravity and You can rub it on your gums at least to see if it's good. Well, no, because as soon as you open the package, like, mm. it's, just a, it's just a plastic kind of, like, um, you know, thingy bag. You put it up, you... up your bottom and hope the bag bursts. <laughs> yeah, that'd work. Sudden change of pressure. So, um... Now, here's the thing is I'm drawn by trying to be sensible and move this mission on, but I got to be true to the character of Gideon, and the character of Gideon would want a little taste straight away, and I don't think he would think about microgravity. I honestly don't. Okay. Okay. But he he doesn't like to waste drugs, so I'm just going to chew a very small hole in the bag and try and suck some out. So, you do so, yeah, um, and you 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 consume some of the contents of the bag, a goodly, and then kind of a goodly portion, yeah, kind of seal it shut again, yeah. Um, you don't immediately feel any effects. Oh, that's a disappointment, isn't it? Well, baking okay, soda. I don't immediately Space feel any effects, so I'm I'm gonna gonna take more. Okay, still nothing. Well, I'm gonna finish the bag then. Okay, you finish the bag and you you don't don't immediately feel any effects. Great, well that's a waste of time. Um, <laughs> yes, but what would what so, do you do if you if you if you find a bag of drugs? If you're my character, Gideon, Cokey, no, 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 I, you find a bag of drugs, like, you not, take some of it. No, no, really. You don't feel any effect. You take more. You don't feel any effect. You're going to finish the bag, aren't you? We're totally on board here. Got yes. to play you definitely the should get a point for what's it called? Good role playing and being, being true in character. to yourself. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Like I, I'm fully on board with the role playing of this. Uh, I have no problem with it. So you, um, you, you finish the drugs, you finish searching the bedrooms and you don't find anything else. To note. Meanwhile, uh, Jimmy has identified this information from the nav computer but has found and, and the docking codes, but has found nothing else of interest as far as you can tell. Otherwise, it was a fairly normal mining run, uh, mail run. What's Gary been looking for? Gary was, Gary was I searching for weapons. guns, but I can, oh, yeah. weapons, but I can find anything. Hmm. Yeah. I'm just going to sort of loudly open and close cupboards in the kitchen. Okay. Yeah. Um, so if there's a, is there anything else you want to do while you're on board the ship? Oh, well, Beaky, that was a waste of time. Um, should we search the rest of this thing? We probably should. Um, yeah. Uh, can we work out, like, does 
does the cargo bay have like any obvious living quarters for like eight people? No, as far as you can tell, the cargo bays are for cargo. Yeah, I mean, you could always you could always retrofit. They are pressurized, obviously. Yeah. So you could you could you know you could put people in there. You could put people in the crates. You could you know you could you could install a you know a crate that was living quarters, effectively, mm. if you wanted to. Uh, but there's nothing that kind of obviously again indicates that anyone's been here recently. Shall we look for clues? Again, possibly suspiciously. So, yeah. Um, can I like pull up the schematics or something and look for like false spaces? Yeah, I mean you've got access to the flight. You've got access to the the, the computer, so you can you can pull up any information that you need on the ship. Um, yeah, from where it is. Or work out if there's like a smuggler's compartment somewhere or anything yeah. like that. I mean, as, as you, you you have a look through, and as far as you can tell, there's nothing, certainly nothing that would be large enough to fit people in. There's a few kind of bits of the ship where it looks like you could maybe fit some kind of compartment, but it would be quite a challenge to fit a person in, let alone half a dozen people. Champs, I'm a bit confused. Um... So we know they kidnapped eight people. I can't work out what they've done with them. How do we know they were eight? Wait, it was, half, it was it was so it was half a dozen belters each time plus the one scientist each time. Oh, so awesome. it was seven on each trip. Might have uh, pushed them out of the airlock, boss. Why would you? Why would you kidnap six? I random- fucking know. No, no. Um, you just enjoy pushing people out of airlocks. I mean, it is, it is fun and relaxing. Um, I'm well, just saying, these, these twats haven't got their best thinking caps on, have they? No, but they have got away with it so far, so they can't be entirely stupid. What's more, their drugs are rubbish. Ah, uh, you found something, did you? Excellent. Maybe. <laughs> I don't think that was drugs, mate. Right, I, pre- I appreciate your, your skill at uh, at searching, Gideon. You, you know I have the greatest respect for your talent at finding those little details that make such a difference. Um, I think you need to go and talk to this tart that was flying the thing. Yeah, that seems sensible. Shall we all? And I'll give you a, a theatrical wink. <laughs> so you disembark from the uh, the Ebenezer Hazard, and you walk past two security station security that are stationed on the door, the airlock, and you make your way to the residential area of the station. There's a hotel. There's a few bars. You know, I really want to recreate a Zap Brannigan scene now. <laughs> bits and pieces. And you, you, you make your way to the hotel. You speak to the receptionist who has been briefed to your arrival. And she indicates to you which room the pilot and the co-pilot and uh, the vector security official are staying in. Are they I'll say, thank you very together? much for your help, my love. No, they're in separate rooms. Do we want to do interrogate as a group or one each? Oh, well, I'm going to ask mate, you in think... a different way. Would your character think my character should be allowed to interrogate someone alone with without with by himself? Well, that's very much where I was coming from when I was about to say, "You're you're the boss, mate. You tell us what to do." But, but do you remember character- what this guy did with that feather? My character very much would like to take the chance to seduce the random pilot lady. I don't know, actually, would, would my character... What about like- me and Gidders go and talk to somebody else while you go and talk to this young lady? 
I get, I get you. I understand. It's just sometimes one on one. We've worked together for so long that we have an unspoken code. But, yeah, uh, yeah. For, I, I for reasons that I unexplained, that take... Beaky is now making spoken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just for your benefit, I think. Okay, so, you, so you're going to go and speak to the pilot. What are you? Who are you two going to interrogate? Kidders. You got the, the you got the vector security man, or you've got the co-pilot. I could uh, go and uh, speak to a security man. I crack my knuckles once again. I think that makes sense. I bet he'll like my high-vis jacket. Better like your feather, mate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, Dan, you follow the, the receptionist directions up to the, uh, the room pilot, and there's uh, you, you get up there, and there's a note on the door that just says, gone to bar, back, set, back later. Right. Okay, I will wander down to the bar. And I will text them to let them know that I am going to the bar, just so that... Yeah, Chris and Graham, you, yeah. you make your way... She's got a text in, from Jimmy. He's off to the bar. In a different direction. Oh, that sounds like a good idea. And you you find your way to the room uh, where the, the vet security guy is staying. So, Gidders, how do you want to play this? Do you want to go in? Uh, do you want to do it? Marshmallow or hammer? <laughs> good. Uh, yeah, it's classic approach. Yeah, I sort of said something pithy that was like soft or hard. <laughs> marshmallow or hammer? Mm. Yeah. What do you reckon? What space marshmallow or space hammer? Uh, why not marshmallow for once? Okay, I'll uh, knock on the door and I'll say room service. There's a brief pause, and then the door opens, and a, a, a large, but not like not. He's kind of similarly built to Gary. Like he's a he's a large man, but he's not you know massive. Um, opens the door. This is the guy with the Welsh accent, isn't it? <laughs> no, he was definitely Jamaican. <laughs> I like Jamaican. I also love your willingness to just use the lathe of heaven to make Adam do stupid things. And he he stares at you. He says, all right, there, boys. Looks, looks, looks back and forth between the two of you. Didn't order no room service. I'm sorry, sir. That was a ruse. We're not really here from room service. We're here to talk to you about Jesus. <laughs> Space Jesus. <Yeah. laughs> you were those fucking Mormons. That's right, sir. We were those fucking Mormons. And I'm going to put my foot just inside the door frame for the inevitable him trying to slam the door just to be prepared. But I have stealth, so he doesn't notice me doing that. What do you want? Well, could I just come in? We just need to have a little chat uh, about how Jesus died on the cross for your soul and my soul and his soul. Maybe not his soul, but he died to, he died to save us, didn't he? Didn't he, sir? And he's like he he looks at you and he's clearly doesn't want you there. He just wants a break. Like he's he's obviously knackered and just wants a rest. You're not going to go away, are you? I'm afraid not, sir. You've got five minutes. Come in, and he just kind of basically pretty much throws you into the room, <laughs> closes the door, and it's a it's a small hotel room. There's a a, a single bed and kind of a 
little table with three chairs around it. And that's kind of it. Minibar? So I'm going I'm to look at Gideon and I say, all right then, that was Marshmallow. Did it your way. Now it's time for Hammer. I'm going to pull out Gloria. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to point it straight at the guy's head. I'm he just say, agreed to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it got about Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. not, not about anything else. I'll pull the old switcheroo now. And I'm going to say... I'm going to follow Gary's lead to get my gun out as well. Yeah, and I'm going to okay. say, meet Jesus. That was Gloria. Uh, yeah, I'm just pretending her name is Jesus. For uh, I'm sorry, Gloria, I didn't pretend you're Jesus. So I'm going to point at his head and go, what do you know about um, Dr. Sparvin, whatever her name was? Brag and hop. Yeah. Uh, right, Chris, mm-hmm. you are now helpless. <laughs> uh, you are incapable of doing anything, and you cannot take any actions. Okay. Why do you take those bloody drugs, you div? So, I think, while, while Gary is making this uh, this threat, you your legs just kind of collapse out from underneath <laughs> you, and you just kind of... Can I crumple onto the bed, so, at least? Yeah, you, you, you just about manage to stumble a couple of steps, and you just crumple onto the bed. Right. And you're, oh, you're still... you've gone marshmallow, you dickhead. <laughs> you're still more or less conscious but you have no control over any part of your body you're just kind uh, of have a I brain shit myself again? not yet not yet but you are you are completely incapable right um, <laughs> you're on a path do i have to do any like save saving throws there, there is no saving right you've okay. consumed a lot of drugs right <laughs> fucking hell gideon <laughs> and and i, just, I can't respond heard, the man, the man, tur- the man, kind of like turns away from from the, the loaded gun pointed at his head, and he's like, "Is he all right?" <laughs> his last cunt who didn't tell me what I wanted to know. <laughs> I think he's dead. He'll walk it off. He's fine. Uh, and I'll now that he's turned away, I'll sort of press the gun to the side of his head and say, "Where's Doctor Bragenstein?" Okay, can you make um, whatever role you want to make for intimidation or interrogation or however you think you can do this? Probably, I would guess, yeah, either strength or intimidation. Um, yeah, I think strength is the one that yeah makes most sense. So I've got, I've rolled 14, but then I can add three to it. So I've done a 17. Okay. But, yeah, Dan will be pleased to know it was a six, a six, and a two. Nice. Oh, you get stumped. Yeah, what's your stunt? stunt dice? Uh, that was six. Okay, so um, let me find. I the... forgot about stunts. How exciting. Yeah. yeah. So, so not social stunts. Uh, well, no, Chris got one as well. Oh. Yeah, he fell on the bed. Oh, yeah. So uh, you can do flirt or. I don't think that would help. <laughs> Oh god, I want to roll a double now. Yeah, I'm trying to find one that makes sense here. I love this, you know, just break the central tension by shoving your tongue down his throat. And see what <laughs> <you can> see. <laughs> so, so I want to uh, know, big boy. <laughs> yeah, I'll make it worth your while. <laughs> so you've got a couple of options. Um, 
I was you would normally have the good cop bad cop option, but unfortunately your <laughs> other cop is passed out on the bed. Good cop, I, have good also, cop. I have also done both good cop and bad cop in this interaction. <laughs> so I will I will give you if you want if you want to try and make it work, um I will give you let's make a deal where you basically your actions can benefit another person who will then owe you a favour as a consequence. So if you can find mm. a way to to turn the situation that is currently in to a way that would make him think that you've benefited him. Well, it's a benefit not you to can, get shot in the that. head. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking more just having a dead politician turn up in your hotel room. Um, and do I have to do that right now, or can I sort of save that yeah, up later in yeah, the conversation? Yeah, yeah, you don't have to do it immediately, okay. but it, it yeah. has to be in, as part of this conversation. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Anything else is um, the other thing that I, you could do if you wanted to instead... I do like the idea that my oh, my character is potentially useful as a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> you know, unless you do what we want, we will leave this dead politician in your room, and you'll have a lot of explaining to do. Mm. Yeah. So the other option you've got is that um, you, if you make any, if you if you choose to make an attack against this person, it's an automatic surprise attack. Because they're they're completely un, unprepared for it. So do I, it's up to you to, which way you want to do it. Do I choose now which of those I want to put in the bank? Uh, no, because you you can spend the like at any point during this conversation that you're I having. I can with either him, surprise can, him can, with an attack or persuade or him with can, a deal. Okay. Yeah, you can persuade him that you're you're somehow going to benefit him and that he'll want to help you because of it. Okay. Well, the gun is pressed to his head. I've asked about Doctor Bragenstein, uh, and I've rolled quite well. What's this? What's this cunt got to so say? So he, he turns around and he says, how he's still clearly unsettled by the part that the, the unconscious man is bed. How, how do you know about that? This cunt from the Mormons told us to come and find out what happened to her. I know you've been smuggling people on your ship, mate. <clears throat> well, um, yeah, I don't suppose I have much of a choice here. So, yeah, Dr. Ragenholm, we... It was arranged for her to be delivered to the ship. We took her to Herculina, dropped her off, went about our way. No questions asked. There's always questions asked, sunshine. I, well, I know I know better than to question these things. I get my orders, follow them through, I get paid. I'm going to wave the gun over towards uh, Chris's prone body on the, on the bed. And I'm going to say, he works for some very powerful people, mate. <laughs> How do I get in touch with the people who got her onto the, your ship? I just get my orders through Pope Sanchez. I was told we were receiving some people. They might not be enthusiastic to be on the ship. They should be secured, delivered to Herculina. That was it. I mean... All came down through chain of command. We just get our orders. It's not. There's no one here that has anything to do with it. None of the people in charge had set foot on Tycho. Far too uh, well to do for that. Did you touch her? What? Did you touch her tits? No. What do you take me for? Oh no. Fair enough. Just thought I'd check. Uh. <laughs> So this is the problem is Gary doesn't really know uh, what to ask in this situation. I wish Jimmy was here. 
I'm going to look towards Gideon to see if he can sort of give me any non-verbal guidance in what I should. He certainly can't give you any verbal guidance. <laughs> can't I? Can't I? Kind of even mumble something. Uh, you might be able to sort of slur slightly. Okay, okay. Uh, why? Why? <laughs> yeah, why'd she have to go to Hercules? I'm hoping at this point Chris shits himself. <laughs> that's entirely up to Chris, and that's a roleplay decision. Um, I so think this he... character, unlike my previous ones, is going to try his best not to shit himself. I think it's to do with his. I think the fates are against him. I think it's to do with his good breeding and and yeah, and, um, and his expensive clothes, upper upper class childhood. That unlike Mom most people that yeah. that I've role played, he's going to do his best not to shit himself. Well, I think he would maybe shit himself without thinking and just expect Nanny to clean it up. Yeah, maybe. Mm. But I know, I think something about this character... He certainly wouldn't do it maliciously. No, 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 he wouldn't wouldn't do it deliberately. It would either be... um, He'd either do his best not to, or it would just happen without him realising. Yeah, it wouldn't be a special move. No, (laughs) no. So the the security guy... Chundering, however. (laughs) He... He's very concerned. Like he keep his eyes keep darting to the bed and the the unmoving corpse, possibly that is now present there. So I, I I don't know why they took them. They just one of them delivered there. God knows why. It's an abandoned mining facility. Like there's nothing of worth. But they've obviously done something. Um, I I know better than to ask too many questions. We. Look, look, I'll, I'll level with you. Wasn't just Doctor Bragenholm. There was another one uh, a few weeks ago, Doctor Seri, um, and a bunch of Belters. Same, same deal. Take them on the ship, deliver them to Herculina. Don't ask too many questions. How much do they pay in you? I mean, uh, not a lot, honestly. You know, it was <laughs> it was a standard gig, like doing the security on on the. The, the Ebenezer Hazard pays pretty well, but yeah, we got a got a bit of a bonus for for delivering these guys. But it wasn't, you know, wasn't going to set me up for life or anything. When's when's your next mission? I mean, we've not had anything else, as far as I know. We're back to doing mail deliveries. Uh, my employer, Jimmy Bulwell Fonsendine. He's a very wealthy man, and with one hand on with, on the gun still pointed at his head, I will produce a wad of space cash from my inside pocket, and I'll just uh, peel off with my thumb maybe five or six notes, which I flick towards him and say, next time they offer you some money for extras like this, my boss will double whatever they're offering you you to tell us about it. And he takes the money and he looks at it and carefully kind of pockets it in his jacket. So I, I, I don't think that would be a problem, but do you think you could maybe take the body with you? Oh, yes, of course, sir. Yes, uh, I'm very sorry about him and I will help Gideon to his feet and I'll say I'm thank a, you very much I for listening. I think I'm a dead listening. weight. 
don't they? Yeah, yeah there's, there's, yeah, there's not a lot of... over my shoulder as Simon's lift him out of there. I'll Pretty say, much. It was an absolute pleasure to talk to you about Jesus, sir. And uh, just remember, anytime you want to hear any more about Jesus, or maybe next time you're in danger and you think you might need to pray, you just think about me, mate, and I'll uh, look very meaningly, meaningfully at him. Okay, you, you make your way out of the door and he kind of slams it behind you. You hear the, the door locking and you hear quite a lot of muffled swearing and banging coming from behind the door. In Welsh. <laughs> as you as you struggle to uh, to fireman's lift the dead weight of Gideon uh, back out of the uh, down the hotel corridors. Um, meanwhile, uh, Dan has found his way to the hotel bar, mm-hmm. and luckily, uh, as part of the information that you were given by the uh, head of security, it includes the like the the. Effectively, the crew profile. So you've got the, yeah, and you saw, you saw her yeah, coming out. Of things. So you, but you've got the, you've got the headshot as well to yeah. remind you. And you, you kind of, you scan the bar. Um, I'm not going to make you roll for it because that's a bit of a dick move. There's not a lot of people in there, honestly. It's fairly quiet. And you spot the uh, pilot mm. sitting with her co-pilot in the bar at a table, kind of in one of the corners. Cool. Um... Okay, um, I am going to wander over to them and just sort of sit down, sort of, you know, rather than just uh, wander over and sort of, hi, Harry, and just wander over again, do my youth pastor move of sit down backwards on the chair. Um, hi there, how are you? And they look at you and one second... They roll very badly, and they do not remember you at all from the docks. Okay. They were far too concerned with the the security presence and everything else. And despite the fact you were there, they just they 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 clocked you, but they just they, they didn't make the connection, and they they don't recognise who you are. And they they who are you? I am an interested person in some of the things that you have been hired to do. And um, I want to talk to you about your last little whale run. And before you get too clammed up, there are a couple of ways that this can go. Um, We can have a lovely conversation. We can part ways as friends and uh, you may end up somewhat richer from this and you will certainly not end up in trouble. Or you can wander off and you will certainly end up in trouble. She looks at her co-pilot and we kind of exchange glances for a few seconds. And then she says, look, you seem like a, a nice enough man. Um, tell you what, how about you get some drinks, we have a chat. That sounds perfect. Um, I will make you um, to, to the co-pilot an offer that um, I just need to speak to the officer of record. So if you don't want to be implicated in anything, and if you would like to maintain a certain level of, of deniability, you don't have to hang around. I don't need you to verify what each other is saying. I hope this isn't they, your, they, your normal um, flirting technique, Dan, from real life. They, they look they look at each other again. I'm playing an actual sexual predator. Can you, can you, can you, can you, make, a, can you make a persuasion role, please, Dan? Uh, uh, with, is, like, sexual predator if you have it as a focus. Well, I've got you have three bottles of wine as a focus. <laughs> um, can I... <laughs> well, I am literally going to buy a bottle of whatever the space wine is. Um... Does communication deception work or just... Um, I mean, it depends. Are you trying to deceive them? 
No. Then no. Fucking hell. You roll 14. <laughs> Are you sure you haven't just, like, Googled a, 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 a piece of software that rolls 14s? Is it a 14 <laughs> simulator? Every time. Like, when I have a plus 5, it's 9. When I've got a plus 3 here, it, it's 11. When I've got a plus 1, it's 13. How do the dice know? Is this proof that we're living in the Matrix? I think it is. Maybe. Yeah. So, okay, in that case, you 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 successfully convince the co-pilot that he doesn't have a particular reason to hang around while this conversation is going on, and he, he kind of looks around the bar and spots one of the the other crew, and kind of propping up the bar, and wanders over to to have a chat with them, and leaves the two of you at the table. So, I will start with the difficult part. Um, do you realise that you have been party to some really quite illegal things? Uh, I what? Uh, I see. Um, so, uh, yes, um, I I work for uh, some of the people on this station who are interested in some disappearances. And I'm sorry to tell you, because it seems very much like you didn't know, um, that your ship has been um, been used to convey some uh, some kidnap victims, I'm sorry to say. Uh, and now, I have, I have some say in how investigations proceed. And obviously, as the officer of register on, on, on this ship, um, you are ultimately responsible for what happens to it and the passenger manifest and the crew and the cargo manifest and, and all that kind of thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to need some details as to how your flight plan and your manifests and that were agreed on, who told you them, um, uh, who signed up to them, who insured them, all that kind of detail. Um, because if you can provide me with those details, I will investigate them. And if you can't, I'm afraid I'm going to have to investigate you. Pauses for a moment. I'm really going to need that drink now. Yes, I will. I'm assuming I've sort of done the posh. Yeah, I mean, this is is a considerably higher-end establishment than the one that you were in earlier. Uh, Nobody's been sick on anyone's shoes yet. Okay. And, and yeah, the, the barman kind of looks at you and is a bit put out by your... Kind of, you know, yeah, but but nonetheless, after a few minutes, just kind of brings over a bottle of wine and two glasses. Um, I'm going to pick out a bottle of something that, like, the second cheapest bottle of the menu. <laughs> no, no, no. So some some booze that looks flashy, but um, champagne. Yeah, yes, effectively the, the booze equivalent of champagne. You know, something that. Looks expensive, but isn't actually that expensive. But probably okay. is quite boozy. Okay, yeah, not a problem. So he brings over the bottle and two glasses and sets them down and holds out the the. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll sign the thing to his account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so yeah, and so she 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 immediately basically pours herself a full glass, like pretty much to the brim, and just mm. sort of starts drinking. So, so look. So, look we, we we do this run all the time, right? From here to Vesta, and we, we do a couple of others as well. Just like standard cargo runs, mostly male stuff, um, you know, nothing difficult or illegal or anything else, but like occasionally 
a couple of times we have been asked to transport some people and that's fine because we've got the capacity we've got the rooms they're not exactly spacious but we've got them and we can put people in we'll transport them not a problem people Mm -hmm. want cheap transport that's fine but like a couple of times it's it's all been through 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 Colton um, uh, Colton Haig. He's the the vector security guy. He he provides security for the ship through Pope mm. Sanchez. He it's- has arranged the passengers, and that's like fine, okay. Maybe it's through through vector, not our problem. But like both times, they spent the whole time in their rooms. Like they they never came out. Yeah, and like that that. Mm. It was a, a, a little suspicious, but like people keep to themselves sometimes. Like whatever, it's not my place to ask questions. I fly the ship, get paid, I get a bit of a break occasionally on a slightly nicer station where I can stay in a hotel and have a nice drink, and 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 that's about it. And we, in this case, we dropped them off, um, uh, uh, Herculina. We stayed on the ship. Uh, Colton handled all the, the the transit stuff, unloading everybody. We were there for like half an hour, forty five minutes. We left, carried on our way. Um, we 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 weren't involved in any kidnappings or anything else. We just I, I, as I say, okay. I'm I'm well aware that you have been put in a difficult position here, um, and I appreciate your candor. It, it is the best way out of this because once all of the details we can move on to the people who are actually responsible and leave you to go about your business. How often have you made this run to, um, Herculina? Herculina. Yes. Yeah. Um, out of interest, what did you, when you rolled the 14, what did you roll? Uh, a one, a four and a six. Yeah. So, um, I, I, it's just, it's only been twice so far. Uh, we, we, you know, like I said, we, we mostly just kind of, provide very cheap transport for people who want to get off Tyco. It's not like we're going anywhere exciting, but sometimes people just want to leave. Okay. Um, can I have... Do, 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 do. Did Colton provide a, a manifest of the people that he was putting on, or was it just... No, no. I mean, even even when he wasn't arranging it, we never asked for details. You know, people paid their fee and... Yeah, that was it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we're not, you know, providing a, a high class service here. No, I, I get it. That's fine. Um, and so, Colton, he works for the security company. Vector, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They, 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 they. I mean, they're not part of Pope Sanchez, but like the guy that runs Pope Sanchez runs Vector Security. It's all a bit kind of, you know, like that, but. Vector provides security for all of the freighters, and we have him on board just in case we run into any difficulties at the the stations. So he doesn't work for you exactly, and you don't work for him exactly. I mean, he he very much does not work for us, Um, and we don't work for him. But like, he's got a gun, so you know. Yes, I'm just trying to establish the relationship here. Um, Does he ever receive his orders when he's on your ship, or do, do? I mean, what I'm asking is, can I have your comlogs, please? And your proper, real captain's authorization comlogs so I can work out who's telling him what to do, because I'm not sure that it's Vector. I mean, sure, but I mean, to my knowledge, he's never been involved in any surreptitious communication while he's been on board the ship. Like, he, he gets his orders on the station and does whatever from there. Like, we're yeah. kept in the dark. 
but sure. And she she kind of hands over a pad with like the the information on that you need to to access the the com logs for the the ship. But there's nothing like yeah. you, you you've probably already seen most of it just from the the nosing around you'd already done. I'll top up our drink. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I feel kind so, of weird trying to sort of slightly flirt with Adam. And just, uh, <laughs> please don't flirt with me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you uh, you continue you continue to uh, to chat with this uh, with the lady, and you you ask her various questions about you know what what the nature of the the setup is and whether they've kind of done these these journeys, whether they were actually kind of suspicious of it or, you know, whether they thought Colton was directly involved or whether he was just kind of a patsy kind of thing. Um, and you, you get about three bottles in. Right. Three bottles. Yeah. Well, massive hangover. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, you were. Hangover the group. Unfortunately, you haven't rolled any stunts because that would have been good fun, but um, you have to you have to limit yourself on that. So uh, at this point, it's entirely up to you what you want to do. Um, you can, because uh, uh, at this point, like while you've been you've been chatting up the captain in the bar, Gary has been dragging Gideon back to the uh, the, the accommodations the Mormons provided. Well, Gary, are you going to have messaged me to say that Gideon's had a stroke or something? I sent you a message that just said Gideon is fucked up. Nine one one again. But but you just sort of ignored it while you were flirting with that lady. Yeah, you had more important things to deal with. So Gideon is is slowly starting to regain the power of speech, but he still has no control over any of his limbs. <laughs> uh, oh, Gary, I'm feeling very sleepy. <laughs> you had shitloads of space smack, you dick. All that respect I gained for you earlier, I fucking lost it now, aren't I? It didn't work straight away. <laughs> so I obviously thought it wasn't doing enough. Don't you know to give it 20 minutes? No. You do now. <laughs> oh, dear. So, uh, Dan, it's now up to you what James does, whether he uh, he retires uh, courteously to his, uh, his, his living quarters. Too skeevy. I will. I will get the nine one one text from Gary and be like, "Well, thank you for a pleasant evening." Um, unfortunately, my my boss has um, drunk all fucked up. <laughs> um, hang on, hang on, Dan. Hang on. That's not very true to your character. I mean, I'm I'm very nervous about a sex scene. Um, <laughs> you're, but, not, but, you're not getting a sex scene. But your your character would. <laughs> All right, fine. I you will don't attempt... have to roll for boning, surely. <laughs> I will attempt to seduce and bone. Dexterity, constitution, <laughs> fighting. Um, there's probably an element of willpower in there. Well, accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> I think he has to use every single modifier. <laughs> okay, so the first thing I want to do like a James Bond cut of. Like, oh, yeah, don't worry. We're not. We're not going to, to yes. role play any of that. So, um, make a communications roll. This is going to be 14. <laughs> you roll a 14. What was that? Three. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> is that a critical fail? I mean, so, essentially, you just like, used yourself. 
there isn't there isn't such a concept Ooh. as a critical fail in the same way so as D D. So he's not he's not just in his pants, but it, no, it's it, it's doubles though, so I get stunt points. I mean, one stunt point. <laughs> so okay, fine. Point. If you want if you want to go down that route, that's oh, absolutely fine. I'm not sure I do. Uh, so you can do you can impress. Um, you can I be completely you can be completely honest, uh, which forces no. them to be completely honest as well in response. Jesus Christ! Um, and you can't do the other one because that's making an, an entrance, which only applies if it's your first action of the encounter. Um, so you um, can you can do um, you can do a plus one on your next test against the same target during this encounter if you do impress. But I feel okay. like it's, I give this is the last one of the. I feel like this is me getting drunk, more drunk than I expected, and blabbing about how important I am at the UN, which is impressive, but is also a lot more than I've been intending to tell her. Okay. And then presumably just passing out before I actually get to do anything. Well, hang on. Yeah, that's, so she, um, that's you being very yeah. honest. So she's going to be very honest back. Yeah. So she, um, she says, look, I had a very pleasant evening, a lot of wine, but you did initially try and blackmail me and you're investigating a kidnapping that I was apparently involved in and it's probably a really terrible, terrible idea for for yeah. So I mean that does just make it hotter. <laughs> he's 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 only he's only gone and he's only gone and swung it round with that <laughs> with that line. He's flawed Adam <laughs> This sounds like something that he would be prepared to take advantage of, I would say. That was so charming. Just that little cheeky, it only makes it hotter. Please Mm. make another roll, Dan, with an additional plus plus one modifier. Because Adam's so wet. Comes out. uh, With the plus one, you'll be shocked. No, it comes out as 13, not 14, unfortunately. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, um, She's kind of stopped in her tracks by... <laughs> your somewhat unexpected statement, and she kind of glances over at her co-pilot, who's chatting with with the guy at the bar still, um, the crew member, and then she kind of looks at you, and she's just like, "You know what? Fuck it!" And she just like grabs your arm and just like drags you upstairs. Fantastic! Fade to black. Oh no! Come on, no. we could at least go to PG, couldn't we? No. Okay, in which case it then cuts to them sitting in bed with an L-shaped uh, <laughs> sheet. You yes. can at least hear Dan making some appropriate noises. <laughs> we'll do the folio in post. <laughs> we do it. <laughs> well, the folio in post is going to be amazing. If you're not careful, I'll cut in a bunch of porno sounds just for the sheer... Well, I'm editing this one. <laughs> oh, okay. Why is this three hours long? <laughs> I can be quite unsympathetic to you, Daniel, unless you're going to be nice. <laughs> It'd just be an hour of Graham going... pilot. Okay, so um, we're going to end it there, because I think that's yeah. a very appropriate time to, uh, to fade to black. Well done. You've uh, successfully investigated the ship and the pilot. You know what's going on, where it's going on, how it's going on, um, and you have uh, docking codes for the Herculina asteroid base. Docking codes. Should you wish to do some docking. And with any luck, um, by the time 
JBK has finished boning the pilot, uh, Gideon will have the function back in his legs. <laughs> Maybe so will uh, JBK. <laughs> <laughs> and you can uh, you can you can embark on the final part of the uh, the quest. Excellent. So well, well done, to someone. Uh, that was excellent. Someone. I got to fuck no. someone. Chris got to do some drugs. Successful. Yeah. I saw sort of... all the chief dog girls. <laughs> I sort of feel that we we had another episode where we we almost didn't do very much. I think we I think we knew enough almost to go and well, maybe, but you had a lot of character development. Yeah, yeah. it was a good yeah, character. It's, it's important at this point in the uh, in the act structure to do some exposition around the characters. Yeah, make this sure it's like, you know, in Saving Private Ryan when they uh, stop doing war for a bit to have a sleep in a church and talk to each other. Yeah. But, it's important. I've not. Because yeah, now, now seen saving now private the audience. Are, why? I just just never have. But it was out like thirty years yeah, ago. Yeah, I just never have. But now the audience is invested in the characters, right? Yeah. You know. So Dan's, they want to they want to know what happens. Dan's does grisly Dan, death is going to be even more emotional. Yeah. Does Dan end up with yet another illegitimate child? A space um, STD. <laughs> Does does Chris spend the rest of the uh, the rest of the the campaign in a wheelchair? A space wheelchair. Does Gary get to punch any more people? Space punch. <laughs> you know, all important questions that we uh, we now need to answer. Mm. Give the audience what they want: yeah. sex, drugs, and punching people. Yeah. Where did Gideon get his peacock feather? <laughs> For a peacock, presumably. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Cool. That was awesome. Thanks, Adam. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. yeah it's it's like an excellent plan. Yeah. I will uh, enjoy your enjoy your long weekends. Mm. Oh yes. Mm. Mm. See you next week.